0: Combat sports fans, it's time for another great edition of Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope into the world of professional wrestling and MMA. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact. York want to welcome you guys in, and as always, if you would like to contact the show or support the show in any way, besides checking out our friends at betonline.net, you can also email the show 3endzone at gmail.com that is the number 3 E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com you can search for us on Facebook whether that is Impact Media Strong Style or Jeremy York you should be able to find us in all those places if you are one of the type of people who wants to just click on a link and listen to a show we very much appreciate you as well you can do so by going to Twitter going to Team impact media you should be able to scroll down find the show you were looking for and just listen for as many times as you like if you would like to follow myself for show links for related show things and unrelated show things and just fun things that i may get into or things that i think are amusing you can do so by going to twitter triller tiktok and instagram and looking for the impact 99 And, of course, you can find us anywhere you find a podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, and the iTunes Store. If there are places where you regularly get a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know, and we will remedy that shortly. There is a lot to get into tonight. Tons of pro wrestling going on. Yes, we will still do a show the beginning of next week. Uh, Holiday week just uh, really messed with our schedule, but we were able to get um, Get this done for you, so we are going to do that I'm gonna start in the world of MMA because there was a lot that happened and a lot coming up and I want to make sure you guys are prepared for All of that. Let's start with the UFC Now the UFC had UFC fight night, we originally were going to get Spivak versus Derek Lewis, and uh, Derek had some sort of medical issue to where uh, this fight got called, it, it got scratched from the card midway through the card, which that's a first, I don't think that's ever happened to the UFC, it happens, I've seen it happen in uh, professional wrestling. It, it can happen for all kinds of different reasons. Uh, I think it was the right decision to just call it And so what that did was that moved up the uh, The uh, Ion Kudalaba versus Kennedy Is just we're gonna go with that That moved that up to the main event which hey it still delivered It still delivered pretty well, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, just here in a short minute, but you know, I, I think they are going to reschedule the Derek Lewis Sergey Spivak somewhere down the road, maybe the next one. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure when they are going to put it because the next handful of fights are already booked and loaded. Um, I'm actually looking through right now, it is not on the next. Fight night. I uh, don't see it there. Just know that at some point down the road, you're gonna probably see that fight rebooked, or you're gonna see at least one or both of them uh, maybe put into different fights. But I uh, wish the best for Derek Lewis. I think he was medically cleared on Sunday. So whatever it was, uh, it's it's clearly not, you know, it's not a big virus or anything like that. I just. I, I Honestly, don't know what it is, but we wish him the best, and we wish to see him back out uh, as soon as possible. Speedlock as well. I feel like Speedlock uh, would have gotten the opportunity to showcase what level he is on. That him and Derek Lewis are on uh, equal footing, and um, I actually had Speedlock winning. So Uh, we'll see what happens with those two. But that moved it to Ion and Kennedy as your main event in the light heavyweight division. How about Kennedy Injectwoo? Injectowoo? I'm just going to say Kennedy. I've tried all day to say his name correctly. But he gets the TKO victory on Kutalaba one minute and two seconds into round number two. Fantastic effort by both. Uh, Kennedy was able to get the victory and move up the light heavyweight division that is slowly becoming one of the top divisions in this league. I would say probably 155 or 170 is is still there. I mean, 155 is probably there. But there's there's some other divisions that are really blossoming into just seven or eight fighters deep that could be world champions. made the co-main event into uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Chase Sherman and what did I tell you guys Waldo is probably the one favorite to win not just because he was eight zero at the time but because Chase Sherman sometimes doesn't put a complete fight together I uh, just and, and I think it's I think it's between the ears that's not saying he is stupid because he is not he is a very smart intelligent individual I'm just saying that sometimes he gets off his game plan and uh, it affects the outcomes of his fights. That's the reason why he's, he was 15 and 11 coming in, I mean uh, 16 and 10 coming in. But I give it to both fighters here. Waldo did everything he could to try to end this thing early. Chase Sherman did everything he could to fend this off and try to end it early himself. This thing goes all the way down to the judges. They give the unanimous decision to Waldo Cortez Acosta I don't fault Chase Sherman at all. I thought he fought a really, really good fight, just lost on the scorecards. That happens. When you let it go to judges, it is what it is, but I feel like Chase Sherman showed everybody that when he has a complete fight, he can hang and surpass even the Waldo, Cortez, Acostas of the world, but uh, great showing for both. Congratulations to Waldo on the win. In the third fight on the card, I'm going top to bottom, remember I always do the main event. Uh, Muslim Solikov gets the TKO victory just a minute into round number three over Andre Fialo. This is a good welterweight fight too. These two both had their moments. It kept going back and forth. And then out of nowhere, just a minute in, as I said, uh, you see that kick from Solikov and Fialo didn't see that kick and it was all over for him. Fantastic win for Muslim. Uh, Jack Della Maddalena gets the TKO victory over Danny Roberts. Uh, three and a half minutes into round number one through punches, gets the stoppage there. Oh, Jack Della Maddalena, he came in like a man possessed. He, uh, Danny Roberts is no slouch. He is a very good English fighter. And uh, it didn't seem to matter. Jack Della Maddalena, he was possessed. He was going to win this regardless, and he gets the victory in that one. And then finally on the main card, Charles Johnson versus uh, Zuma Zumagulov. This goes to a split decision in the flyweight division. They both did a lot, Charles Johnson. Uh, a lot of people thought he was the heavy favorite coming in, but uh, Zuma Zumagulov, he he was we was not here to be somebody's punching bag, and he took it to Charles. Almost won the decision, instead loses the split decision to Charles. Um, great showing for both. I like when that happens. Um, when when one is a heavy favorite over another, people are like, oh man, this this fight, you know, it's it's just gonna be over quickly, and then it goes to decision. Good for Charles and uh, good for Zalgus. And then other a couple other fights I just want to mention. Uh, Jennifer Maya gets the unanimous decision win over Marina Moroze. This is a good fight. I'm a big fan of both women. Uh, the women's flyweight division is locked and loaded. Um, good fight. Just overall good fight. Not a lot much more to say. Because you can go back and watch this fight, and you definitely should. Um... Vanessa Demopoulos with the unanimous decision win over Maria Oliveira. That was a good one in the women's strawweight. weight. You should go check out that fight as well. These two girls, uh, these two women rather, were uh, just putting on a show. It was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite the fight. And uh, unanimous decision win by Brady Highstand over uh, Fernie Garcia. This was a good one, too. There was a lot of good fights on this card. You may not have known the names, but the fights were another level. So, uh, shout out to all of them. And UFC is actually taking this week off. They will be back next weekend. Where it will be UFC Fight Night. Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Kevin Holland. Right now, Holland is a slight favorite. We will talk more about that. This card also has... Brian Barbarina and Rafael Del Senos as the co-main and this is going to all be ESPN and ESPN Plus by what I am looking at it looks like the whole thing is going to be on ESPN that is going to be spectacular Up next because it completely it completely got past me and I feel bad for that but it completely got past me that Bellator did have a show last weekend I thought it was this weekend got my days mixed up that is my bad my apologies uh they had a big time show in the Wind Trust Arena in Chicago Illinois as it was Vadim Nemkov versus Corey Anderson second time these two have faced off and what a fight this was for the light heavyweight world title Nemkov is very underrated I would say Corey Anderson is too a lot of people are, don't give a lot of them credit I think it is quite the opposite Uh, These two took it to each other. It ends up with a decision win as he retains his title for Vadim Nemkov. Man, their light heavyweight division, Bellator, is loaded. Corey Anderson, uh, unfortunately, takes the loss, but I wouldn't hang my head too much if I was Corey. This was a great fight. There were a lot of times when Nemkov was in trouble. There was a lot of times that Anderson was in trouble. Great fight. Uh, Go back and watch if you get a chance to. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov was defending his lightweight world title against Patrki Pitbull. What can you say about the Pitbull brothers? Besides, um, Bellator and the MMA community just cannot ever repay them for what they've done uh, career-wise, especially in the last handful of years. But Usman Nurmagomedov, uh, he wins the decision over Patrki Pitbull. This was another exceptional Fight uh, those Dagestani fighters, man! There is a revolution starting. That they are uh, starting to take over. I'm not really starting. They are kind of taking over a lot of these divisions. And uh, this this fight for sure was uh, was fantastic. Bellator really put the right matchups together. And Patricio will be fine. He will rebound. We will see him in another fight. I would not doubt seeing him against Usman and another time in the near future. Um, also, they had, in the featherweight division, they had Daniel Weichel, who took on Timur Kizriev, Kizriev rather. And Kizriev gets the decision win. They had a lot of decisions in their uh, main card, which is fine. Um, a lot of people don't want to see those big knockouts. They want to see great fights, and usually great fights um, don't end super early. Not all of them. But, uh, gets the decision win in this one. Uh, really good fight. I wouldn't doubt seeing these two face off again down the road as well. Uh, that moved us to fight number four, where Tyrell Fortune took on Daniel James in a heavyweight feature fight. Now, the Bellator heavyweights, man, they're... There are some different kind of cats from the UFC, and so is the uh, the PFL that we will get into in a minute. I like that all three divisions or all three companies divisions are they give you something a little different. But uh, twenty seven seconds into round number two, Daniel James gets the TKO victory over Tyrell Fortune. A uh, great victory for Daniel James. Um, it will take a little bit more from Fortune to build himself back up into a heavyweight uh, title contention. But Daniel James looked really good in doing so, and um, good for him. He was the only deci- non-decision winner on the main card. Which foreshadows going into the last main card fight? This actually opened up the main card as Roman Feraldo took on Levon Ciochelli. And the country of Georgia native Levon Chokeli ends up with the decision win over Roman Feraldi. Nice fight, nice fight. It was more of a showcase of what Roman and Levon could do. Than it was a back and forth fight. They really showcased their skills very well. But in the end, Chokeli did a little more than Feraldo did. He gets the judges' decision, and. What a card it was. They've got some other stuff on the undercard if you want to go back and watch that. Um, the next Bellator fight is going to be Bellator. This is Bellator 288. This will be Bellator 289. Raphael Stotts versus Sabatello. This, of course, will be for the interim bantamweight title uh, as part of the World Grand Prix semifinals. As uh, this will be on Friday, December the 9th, which will be two weeks from today in the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. Um, you, almost, you also get Carmouche versus Velasquez 2 for the Flyweight World Championship. And as part of the Bantamweight um, World Grand Prix semifinals, also you will get Patchy Mix versus Magomedov. Predictions. I think Carmouche will probably retain her title. I think Stots will beat Sabatello and retain the interim title. And I think uh, Magomed is going to beat Patchy Mix, even though if Patchy wins, it would not surprise me at all. That is a lot more of a loaded fight than you think. Uh, but that will set up the final of Stots versus Magomedov. And take my money, please, that. It's going to be a super awesome fight. Now, we can't talk about fighting in MMA without mentioning the PFL World Championship that happens tonight. The prelims will be on ESPN, and the final seven fights will be on pay-per-view. Um, i, I got to agree with some other... MMA media people and, and wonder why suddenly after having basically your entire season on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, or ESPN Plus, that you would suddenly go to pay-per-view for your championship. But uh, good on the PFL. Because other than that, I've had no no problem with the PFL at all. It was fantastic getting to cover them the three weeks they were in Atlanta. It was so, so awesome. So awesome! They know how to put on an event. They know how to. Um, uh, we got treated. I mean, like like kings and queens. Got to meet a lot of amazing people that I'm still friends with now. Um, just overall, they know how to put on an event and run a MMA promotion. And uh, shout out to the PFL because this card is beyond loaded. Beyond loaded. Uh, but I believe the seven fights on pay-per-view are all of their... Nope, one of them is not a title fight. Not a title fight. All right, well, let's start. I'm going predictions top, uh, bottom to top. So we start off with Dakota Jecheva versus Catherine Korriginis. Uh, we're just going to open up. That is and 6-0 Dakota versus Catherine, who is and 3-0. Uh, it should be a good fight. I got Dakota Jacheva winning this one. Um, don't know much about these women, but I do like what I've, I've seen and heard, what little bit I've seen and heard of Dakota, and, uh, it should be a fun fight to open the card. I will be probably watching that right here at the studio where we sit. Um, in their second match of the card, you've got Gleason Bow, who i got to see fight, versus Magomed, Magomed Karamov. He would be he would have been in the, uh, probably in the title match, but he had, I think some visa issues that caused him to miss a semifinal. And, uh, that ultimately took him out of the title hunt, which sucks because that guy is super cool. Hey, t is good too. Uh, but Magomed Karamov was, uh, really, really fun to talk to. And, uh, I, I, got Magomed, Anybody named Magomed, it's hard to go against them here lately. Uh, another person, with Gleason. I got Magomed, Magomed Karimov in that one. We've got Nathan, uh, Nathan Schulte versus Jeremy Stevens. Both these guys, once again, fantastic people, fantastic to talk to, and um, I had a great time talking with them both. I got to go Jeremy Stevens. Ageless Wonder Jeremy Stevens. This will be his 50th career pro fight. I wonder how many more he's got left in him. Uh, not to be outdone, this will be the 29th fight for Schulte. I got Jeremy Stevens finding a way to win this one, probably by decision. We got the Battle of the Moreas as Shaman Moreas and Marlon Moreas will face off. I've got Marlon Moraes uh, winning in that one. Should be a fun fight. I do not know if they're related. I know you guys have asked me half a dozen times. I don't know. Then we get into the pay-per-view card. Um, I can't believe that this particular one is so low that it will lead off. But maybe they're fa- maybe they're using the WWE model of your first match you consider to be your second strongest fight on the card. I, I would disagree with that. But uh, either way, it will be... It will be Rob Wilkinson versus Omari Akhmadov. That's just a heck of a fight. If anybody can give Rob a really hard time, it's Omari. Um, That being said, give me Rob Wilkinson to win this, probably by stoppage in the second. Um, Omari is coming off a little bit of an injury a little while back uh, after the Atlanta fight. He did recover to, you know, win his semifinal bout. But I feel like Rob has just been railroading people all year. It's very hard to, there are some things he should button up in his game. But if Rob gets the advantage, Omari is giving up a little bit of size to him. And uh, Rob should get this one. Uh, The next title fight is Sadabu Sai, or C, however you want to say it, against Delano Taylor. Delano is one who stepped in at the last moment as a replacement in the semifinals, and then he uh, more than took care of his own. Sadabu is one who came out of nowhere. He's one who likes to sit back a little bit, kind of feel you out, kind of wait and take his opportunities, and then he pounces. And uh, he's got big-time size and and power. And uh, Delano is going to have to do some great mechanical things to uh, win this one. I've got Sadabu in a win for that one. We move on to something that's even taken on a bigger wrinkle here lately as Stevie Ray. Who took out a legend twice to find himself here. And he more than took out the legend to do so, um, is going to take on Olivier Aubin-Mercier, who is the favorite in this one, Olivier is, I'm not asking the question, I'm telling you Olivier Aubin-Mercier is, but there's also this weird thought, kind of rumor, I didn't know this, I don't know if he said it out loud, I haven't heard him say it, nor anybody confirm it, but Olivier, this could be his last fight. What a great way to go out, by winning a million dollars in the title belt, but Stevie Ray is, a lot of people call him the little engine that could. I think he's more than that. He is William Wallace, and I'm not saying that because he's Scottish. He is just, he is a fighter. When you put him in a bad situation, or you put him behind the proverbial eight ball, so to say, and he is backed into the corner, He's going to take out everybody in the room. He just, he fights the good fight. Olivier does too. This is going to be probably one of my favorite fights on the entire card. And uh, no real animosity between these two. But these two know what they're fighting for. They're fighting for life-changing money and a world title belt. That's status changing. When you can say I'm a world champ, that is a whole different level professional level I'm going to take Stevie Ray I'm going to take Stevie Ray but I think that could be that could be the best fight on the entire card and there's some really really good ones I haven't even got to the top 4 yet in the only main card fight that is a non title match we've get two we got two recent additions the PFL as Aspen Ladd comes over from UFC and Julia Bud, actually Bud, I think has been here a little bit but those two are going to face off I feel like they have faced off before um, I think Julia Bud is going to take out Aspen Ladd who is going to continue to be on a little bit of a skid I think she's going to be okay I'm sure she's got a good contract PFL takes care of people so the UFC does it in their way Bellator does it in their way there's two different companies I have no... I, I don't rank them. Uh, they are all different companies who do things very well their own way. I think Julia Budd is going to beat Aspen Ladd. Just how I see it. Then we get back into the title pictures. That's, I guess that's to break up the title pictures. Because then we're going to get uh D'Lea. Delia, thanks think it's Delia, Who is going to take on Matthias Scheifel. These two guys, man, are super fun. They, uh, Anti pulled off, I won't say a big upset because I felt like they were pretty even, but he pulled off the big win to get here and Matias Scheifel finds himself back in the final. I believe he was last year. And he is, uh, they're both so cool. So fun to talk to. They really are. All these fighters are. There, there wasn't one where you're just like, I don't know, no, no. every one of them so great, so gracious with their time. Some of them, yeah, they understand that they, they have to talk to the media and so don't always tell you a lot of stuff, but everybody on this card is unbelievable. <sighs> that being said, this is tough. Um, if Scheiffel stays on his game and stays a little more aggressive than defensive, I think Scheiffel has a chance to do this, but it just feels like all the momentum or a lot of the momentum is with anti up uh, and I think it's just his fight to win. Just his fight to win. This this is going to be so good. <laughs> it's really going to be so good. Um, you're going to get Brendan Loughnane. Somebody asked Brendan the other day, how do you say your last name? Is it Loughnane? Is it name? Is it Lofnane? What is it? Is it is it uh, Lofnane? He said, I don't know. He said, I've heard it nine or ten different ways myself my entire life. Uh, tried to reach out to other people to, to get it confirmed. He said, I've never really got it confirmed. So however you want to say it, my name is Brendan. So Brendan Lockname, I hope we'll go with that, versus Bubba Jenkins. These two are going to go to war. They are friends. They're training partners, I believe. They, or they've trained together before. Bubba Jenkins is a all-world wrestler. When he's not fighting, he's training high school and other level uh, young men and women to wrestle. He is a all-world wrestler. Brendan Lockname is not afraid to throw punches and to not afraid to get in the mix, and he's not afraid to take a shot to give a shot. These two are going to absolutely battle. He's going to try to avoid Bubba taking him down. Bubba's going to want to get this to the ground where he can outmaneuver him possibly outgrapple him. But Brendan is known for trading and he will trade, and, and he has other skills too, but I feel like he's going to want to keep this a striking battle where Bubba is going to want to make this a wrestling grappling opportunity. I'm going Brendan Lachnane to win this one. I think he's going to catch Bubba in a bad spot. Maybe Bubba's going to go for a takedown, and Brendan's going to catch him. But this to be the co-main event is is going to be really, really good. And then finally... The face of the pfl kayla harris brings her undefeated 15 and 0 record and she's won what the last two pfl championships she is not going to be in the tournament next year she is just going to do um one-off fights i believe but she is um she is going to face larissa pacheco somebody she has faced before in the past and the person who has probably given her the closest battle without defeating her. And Larissa Pacheco, she is a machine. She's very, very cool to talk to. So was Kayla. Kayla's great. Talking to Kayla was like talking, I don't know, just talking to somebody randomly, you know, just random friend of yours. Talking to Larissa felt like somebody you were about to be friends with because uh, she, you know, she didn't hold back from things. She said she's going to train hard. She knows what she was going to be looking at. And uh, she believes she can beat Kayla. And Pacheco is going to want to get in there and mix it up early. And Kayla is going to try to strike a little bit, but she's going to want to get in there for those judo takedowns and throws. She's going to want to put this on the ground because she can probably get on top of Larissa and control the fight from there. This is similar to that last one I just said. Uh, Pacheco also, she has, but if it does get to the ground, there are... There are some skills she had that could put Kayla in some bad situations, uh, but Kayla has worked on those skills as well. It will be interesting to see uh, how this plays out. And my official pick. I believe for the first time ever, we are going to get a new champion in this division as Larissa Pacheco is going to be Kayla Harrison. It's going to be Kayla's first loss. And I believe she signed a two-year, another two-year deal. So it was this year and next year. So the fact that she will not be in the tournament next year, it'll be interesting to see if they start bringing in people to match up with her as just prize fights, basically. Or if she wants to eventually try to avenge that loss and take on Pacheco somewhere down the road. But I will take Larissa Pacheco over Kayla Harrison. And that will do it for our MMA coverage for today. Now, we're going to go to a quick break where we're going to talk about our friends from betonline.net. And when we get back, we're going to be in the world of professional wrestling. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. make sure to visit our friends at betonline.net as they have the betting lines, the wagers, the opportunities to uh, put a little dough down on, on the contests. And they also have the articles. They also have the podcasts that just make you a more educated fan. Even if you're not betting or not allowed to bet, depending on where you live, you can still be a smarter, more educated fan thanks to, all the great work the betonline.net people do so make sure to go visit them tell them impact media sent you and uh, they love to hear that and we love to hear from them that you told them so let's get in let's get in to some ww action let's start there we're starting with monday night raw and of course this was last monday not this past monday so uh It starts off with Rollins, who is uh, flapping his gums as he likes to do. He's very good at what he does. Rollins is one of the best talents they have overall. Uh, Not to be outdone, one of the most physically fit and uh, athletes that they have by far. Lashley, he comes out to interrupt him. And then Mustafa Ali comes down to put his nose in it. I'm glad that he's being featured in these bigger moments, but I... This just led to uh, him and Lashley having a match, and Lashley just dismantled him. Uh, so Lashley gets the victory in that one. Um, Lashley Rollins Ali is a good is a good overall matchup. I, I, I like having the three of them kind of in this round robin thing. They're eventually going to all be in a match again together. Um, just. Just a uh, a good trio to have that showcases three slightly different people. You get the power, you get the sneakiness of Rollins, and you get Ali, who is just kind of a wild card and uh, loves to use um, his flexibility a lot. But uh, Lashley wins there. Uh, Mia Yim has a new name. We'll get to that another time. But uh, she take she took on Tamina. With uh, Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio down there as uh, as the match started, uh, Mia gets the win in that. But Mia and Rhea is going to be a really good feud. I think you guys are going to enjoy that. Mia is somebody who can give Rhea a matchup nightmare, and um, it's just a good feud. I, that's I give the booking team credit on that one. Um, let's just go to things that. The whole Miz, you know, Byron Saxton was, was interviewing him, and Gargano come out, and then Dexter Loomis was the cameraman. That's, it was a fun little wrinkle. Um, I guess at some point we we're, were finally going to get Miz versus Loomis, and more than likely Loomis goes over. Miz is the new gatekeeper. I, I've told you guys this a couple times. He's a new gatekeeper. When you're bringing in a new talent, there's like a couple levels of gates that people go through. It used to be people like, um, sometimes you'd get a, a, a random match against Cena or Randy Orton or Fit Finley or William Regal. There were a lot of times that, that you would have to go through them and based off how you did against them, not necessarily that you won, but you had good, good performances, uh, would be how you were put and elevated throughout the card. Well, The Miz is that person now. If you notice, you know they bring in Gargano they bring in Champa And they bring in Loomis. And who are they all dealing with out of the gate? The Miz. Because The Miz is one of the better mechanics out there. He brings a different set of skills than almost anybody in the company. And that he can be loud. And he can almost sell a match without ever lifting a finger. It's just moving his lips. He's that good at what he does. Plus, he's a great performer. So at some point Loomis will probably beat Miz. He'll get his contract. But this whole build up has been really, really good. I'll be honest. I wouldn't mind seeing. I'm not a big fan of these mixed tags all the time, especially the one offs. But if we get Miz and Maurice versus um, Johnny Wrestling, as a, as known as Johnny Gargano and um, Candice LeRae. Oh, I, I'm all for that. I think that would be a fantastic match. I would love to see that. Uh, but it, it's one of the fun stories going on Raw is, is the Miz, Gargano, Luma stuff. It's They're actually doing it well. It's like something you'd see on on the tabloids, but it's, it's actually playing off pretty well. Uh, Dominic Mysterio gets a win over Shelton. Benjamin, who returns finally. It's good to see Shelton back. He's been back in the last couple of weeks. But uh, Dominic needs some wins before he eventually takes on uh, some bigger competition. His development, it, it seems like he's in the right faction, as Judgment Day is, is putting him in some, some good places. Uh, that match doesn't mean much. Uh, Theory took on Dolph. Dolph got the DQ win, but Dolph is another gatekeeper that when you're trying to build up somebody like Fury, I mean Fury, somebody like Theory, who recently lost his briefcase after a failed cash-in for the U.S. title. And, and I like that they did that. Make it to where the money in the bank, you know, kind of steal the Impact Wrestling thing, where it doesn't necessarily have to be the World Championship. It could be the Tag Team Championship, or it could be a U.S. belt, or the 24-7. or I hope they retire that soon. But any of that. Um, but... Dolph is another gatekeeper. He goes against some of the talent they are trying to uh, develop. And Theory lost his... Is not the cash cow anymore because Vince was a huge fan of his. And, uh, of course, Vince is not with the company. But Triple H is not soured on him. He does think... He does think Theory has value. And he's showing that. But he's not rushing him up like it seemed like was happening before. But... uh, Theory and Dolph—that's that's a must-see every time it's on. Um, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins for the U.S. title was a great main event. It included the, it included Theory, it included the OC, it included Judgment Day in the end, which we all knew that it would. But in the end, Rollins wins this. But Balor and Rollins, people soon or sometimes forget. These two faced off for the first ever Universal Championship. First ever. And Balor actually won. But he was so dinged up, he showed up the next night on Raw on crutches. And uh, he had to forfeit the belt. Rollins thought it meant it forfeited to him. Triple H let him know that, no, there's going to be another contest. I uh, can't remember if it was a tournament or a multi-man match or something. But what it did is with Balor on the shelf, it actually gave us the rise of Rollins, who became kind of the uh, the corporate pick, so to say. Uh, he wasn't given favorable treatment, but he worked himself up into a main event star because of that. And... Um, it's weird how the the shake, things can shake out that way, and that you can go from being uh, pretty good to a top tier level talent when given the opportunity. Roman Reigns did the same thing. That's that's what he had. To, he had to build up because it, at times he was the third best member of of the group, and so Roman stepped up and become a star. Seth come up and become the star. Dean Ambrose was pretty much the star coming in, but he. Uh, ended up going to a different company. we talk about him in a minute. Great main event, though. Rollins versus Balor. I'll watch all day, any day. Uh, that goes to SmackDown, where it opened up where uh, the World Cup tournament, this World Cup thing they're doing, that was pretty fun. Mustafa Ali, who was dinged up from Raw, took on Ricochet. Ricochet tried to say, hey, we can do this another time. He didn't. Ended up being a pretty good match, these two should match up better than they did. Not sure what was really going on. Maybe Ali was really more busted up than he looked, but in the end, Ricochet gets the win. He moves on in the uh, World Cup tournament. Carrion uh, Cross beat Madcap Moss in the Dr. Seuss matchup of the night. Uh, They got to build Cross back up because Drew McIntyre ran over him like he was a blade of grass and he was a lawnmower for the longest time. And uh, Cross has been hinting towards coming after Roman, but he's been knocked down so much that he's got to build himself back up. And you got to kind of keep him separate from Bray Wyatt because they're both darker characters they're darker personalities. And you can't kind of you kind of can't have them both like that, you know. So you got to kind of keep them different, but you got to keep them both in purs- pursuing the same thing, which is the world title. Um, like I guess he beat Moss. It was a good match. Bray and L.A. Knight kind of got into it again. That's going to be fun. L.A. Knight's gonna gonna really bring some stuff out of Bray, and Bray is gonna bring some stuff out of L.A. Knight. That's that's one of those sleeper feuds that you should pay attention to. Uh, Shotzi was able to beat Shayna Baszler they're trying to build Shotzi up it's, it's, they're not putting enough into it though it means that Ronda's just going to run over her which sucks because Shotzi's really good too um, They, if they would have built Shotzi up a little more then it would be not only believable but there's also that chance that you consider that she could win would be nice It'd be different I'm okay with Shotzi as the champion she could be a good champion. But uh, she gets to win over Baszler. It's, it's good to put on your resume. Uh, there was Imperium versus New Day and Braun Strowman. Of course, the New Day ended up with the win there, but um, New Day is in that weird limbo. They had to relinquish the record that they had for longest running tag team champions to the Usos, which... I don't necessarily agree with, but both teams are really good, but there's not a lot for them to do. If they take on Imperium, well, then they're, out, they're outnumbered three to two. The only thing that would make this truly fun and truly right would be if Big E come back, but I have seen no mention whatsoever that he is cleared. I don't, uh, don't know about his rehab, I know he does a lot of goodwill ambassadorship for, for them. And, uh, I mean, he's been at NASCAR. He's been at uh, just global events. He, he has kind of become the new Titus O'Neil. And he's really good at it because, man, he can really get you fired up. Um, in the World Cup tournament, we got to see Butch versus Sami Zayn. Uh, I think Butch won this. Didn't mark it down, but I think he won this. But these are two indie performers that are fantastic. Butch is a future... Star for the WWE and Sami Zayn probably is the most entertaining, most complete person on wrestling television right now with all the stuff he's doing. Uh, Like I said, I think Butch won this one, but at the end of this, because this was the main event, uh, the Bloodline was down there. The Brawling Brutes come out, Drew McIntyre come out, and then Kevin Owens come out and showed that he's probably Roman's next big threat, even though Roman's beating before. K.O. is the kind of guy that if he gets the proper push, he could be the guy to knock he, knock off Roman. And I don't know that Roman necessarily needs to get knocked off. I'm just saying that at some point, he's going to lose, and it ain't going to be to just somebody random. It's going to be to somebody they think is a star. K.O. could be that. Let's move on. Let's finish up our WWE talk by going into some NXT. They opened up with Braun Breaker against Vaughn Wagner. Uh, Vaughn showed that he is a little better and a little little bit more of a of a complete package. He's not quite there yet, but he's he's a big guy. He could he could be something bigger down the road. I think he's working with the right people in Robert Stone and, and Braun Breaker, who even though he's probably a lot younger than him, uh, can show him some things. But uh Braun retains his title there. now I like that they, he can just randomly defend his title. I I like that he does that on NXT very regularly because it doesn't always have to be a big pay-per-view. You can build up a big feud as it seems like that J.D. McDonough still wants to come after Braun at least one more time. And I'm okay if he wins. Uh, He's another one that he just, it makes a lot of sense. So, uh, let's see. So, Braun gets to win there. Indus Sure, who is uh, Veer Mahan and Sangha, they could be a fun tag team. They are some big, big bruisers. Definitely some big bruisers. They took on George Cannon and uh, George Cannon's friend. Never really got his, his, his actual name. And it didn't matter because it was squash match, but Indus Shur, big, big set of brutes that that, uh, they're going to wreak some havoc on the tag division. Be fun to see who they match up with. Looks like they want to come after the Creed Brothers. That could be fun. Uh, McDonough took on Apollo. Apollo gets the win. They're trying to build Apollo up. McDonough doesn't have to win to keep his status as one of the top heels and better, more established people. Kind of like the way Butch used to be in NXT. He didn't have to win to be considered one of the greats. But Apollo gets the win. Apollo needed the win. Um, Let's see. There was another... Oh. And then in the main event, Alba Fire took on Mandy Rose. Where uh, it was for the championship, of course. And uh, it was in a... Last woman standing match, uh, Mandy Rose ends up with the win in this one, and then Isla Dorn. I'm not real familiar with Isla Dorn, but uh, from everything I saw, he's quite good, or she's quite good, and she looks like she could be the next big pursuant of Mandy Rose. Which once again tells you, Mandy Rose has went through almost the entire division of possible challengers, and so now they're having to bring people in to uh randomly face her but uh we'll see what happens with isla dorn in this upcoming week or what happened this past week and then what comes next week and uh, of course we'll talk about it here now let's go to aew let's talk some full gear full gear of course is one of their big shows of the year um and it went about as expected, but there were some big time um, there were some big time moments in this one. And so let's let's get into a couple of those. I'm going to mostly talk uh, for AEW. I'm I'm pretty much that's going to be our entire AEW coverage for this episode. We'll talk more uh, on next week's episode. But full gear review is uh, pretty much my AEW coverage. Um, the best friends with uh, Orange Cassidy, Romeo or Romero rather Rocky Romero and Dan defeated the factory Uh, A couple clunky moments in this one but the best friends get the big win which is ultimately the uh, the better shot, better opportunity in that and you know, it was a good little kickoff match. We get into a full gear world title eliminator tournament semifinal as Ricky Starks took on Brian Cage. Uh, this was actually really good. Um, the problem with this is is that I know Ricky Starks needs to get the win because they're trying to build him back up, but Brian Cage losing as much as he does is just kind of weird. If you see Brian Cage, he is he is a machine. He's not a man, he's a machine. That's a tagline of his, and there's a reason for that. But uh, Starks wins as he's, I I thought he would. Remember, I think I predicted that. And uh, Ricky Starks seriously could be a big contender maybe mid-next year. He could be a big contender. Not necessarily a a main event, but he's going to be right there. I, I see a title in his future very, very soon. Eddie Kingston took on Jun Akiyama. This was fun. I think these two have faced multiple times. Uh, Kingston ends up getting the win. It uh, was, a, was a way better match than the opener. Uh, these two really know how to get the best out of each other, and they beat the crap out of each other. Eddie Kingston match, matches are kind of like John Moxley matches where they're just going to be brutal and physical and uh, really kind of more of that Japan strong style and uh, This was a fantastic one appreciate Akiyama coming over here and uh, taking the loss And the fact that Kingston was uh, not only tearful Towards the end with Akiyama for the moment uh, as they embraced uh, which is just what pro wrestling is all about uh, the fact that he told people that it was seven minutes till the pay-per-view. Uh, go order the gosh darn, I'm paraphrasing, pay-per-view. It's was great. Uh, then we get uh, the Steel Cage match. Jack Perry, because he doesn't really want to be just Jungle Boy anymore. So Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus. These, these two guys know each other really well. Uh, Luchasaurus did a good job of beating Perry down, and then, uh, ultimately, he did the big elbow drop from the top of the cage on Luchasaurus, and then got the snare trap, and got the submission victory. Escaping the cage wouldn't have proved much, but winning in the middle of the ring, versus Luchasaurus, really puts Jack Perry on another trajectory where, you know, he's another guy that you can use as a pillar to build AEW in in future years. He's one of the guys of the future. You know, we talked about Starks, and there's Darby Allin, and there's MJF, and we'll get to both of them in a minute. There's, There's that crop of young guys that if you continue to groom them the right way, they're your cornerstones once the Jerichos and the Omegas and the Moxleys are no longer around. Or as they're fading out. But this was a really good match. And uh, I hope that's the end of it. Because unless... I mean, outside of Jack Perry versus Christian, when Christian is cleared, that'll be the end of that feud, and everybody should go their separate ways. Um, We had the World Trios Championship, where the return of the Elite, otherwise known as Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, took on Death Triangle. It seems like... CM Punk is probably going to get his contract bought out and be done with the company. And it seems like the Elite have served their suspension and are back, which... Even though I'm a Punk fan, I'm a fan of all four of them, I, I think that's the, for the best. I just think that's for the best. Because CM Punk has many people he doesn't like or many enemies in the company now uh he has really burned some bridges and um it's time for him to leave the company it happens but it's just it's just time uh this was really good um the fact that they come out to the kansas song carry on my wayward son that, that was a little funny uh but that's that's just aew humor uh, really good match. You get six people who know how to perform, six people who know how to feed off each other, and six people who, if any two of them are involved in a match, you should watch it. In the end, Death Triangle retains their titles, which is fine. I didn't want the Elite to immediately come back and grab those titles back. So was very good to, uh, to see Death Triangle uh, retain the Elite should uh, keep working on some stuff and then eventually get back in some title pictures in fact I wouldn't mind seeing Omega go for not the world title not right now although Moxley Omega could be really good if Moxley retained we will get to that in a minute Uh, Jade Cargill took on Nyla Rose it was okay but as usual Jade Cargill goes over I just, I don't get it. Uh, I'm not saying Nyla Rose would necessarily want, but she had all this buildup, all this, all this about her taking her title and and uh, holding hostage and things like that, and then you just had Cargill beat Nyla Rose. And it, they're trying to make her into a face and and Cargill into a face, and I, I don't. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Uh, just it's it's getting to where Jade Cargo moments are uh, bathroom bricks for me or nachos or you know Go see what the cat has knocked over and it's and you know she because she's okay, but you just kind of get the same performance every time and I said I don't I don't get it. I, I just I just don't get it if they're trying to build her into a, a future cornerstone I Don't think it's working because the crowd's not buying it. I'm not buying it. I don't think you guys are buying it so it is what it is. She retains her title. So what? There was a fatal four-way for the Ring of Honor World Championship as Brian Danielson took on Claudio Castagnoli, who took on Sammy Guevara, who took on Chris Jericho, who was the champ. Um, I really thought this was a good opportunity for Danielson to win the belt. But in the end, it was uh, an okay... Painted up cluster. It ended up being a lot better than it started as. In the end, Jericho wins. And uh, I don't know. The, the only thing that that could come out of this that that looked positive to me was when enric Boni said that Jericho is not the greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time. He said Samoa Joe actually was Ring of Honor champion for over 600 days. So if Samoa Joe is going to be the guy to beat. Jericho and restore order then I'm for that, but beyond that Just I don't know. It just it was a cluster another cluster uh, We got to see Soraya, the return of Soraya after many years uh, with that neck injury She's been cleared to perform and perform she did she took on dr. Britt Baker who is uh, She is one of the gatekeepers of aew. She faces a lot of the newer talent as well and it really got to showcase Soraya and Britt's abilities to really deliver. Uh, Soraya had her brother Zach there. They they come through the industry at the same time. They were both signed by WWE at the same time, I believe. And uh, it was really good. We kind of knew what was going to happen. Uh, Soraya won in her return. It would make no sense for her to come back after all this and not. Uh, I want to see where she fits into the landscape of Of what AEW's women's division is going to be. Because, you know, I already told you I don't really like uh, the Cargill stuff. Uh, I'm a fan of Soraya, big fan of Britt. Just, this was great for the placement it was in, but I don't know what they're going to do going forward. Is there a rematch? Is there not? Uh, Good match, though, I thought. See the TNT championship match as Wardlow took on Samoa Joe who took on powerhouse Hobbs By far three of the most mammoth people Not named Mark Henry or Big Show in AEW and neither one of those two wrestle Um, If you ever want to know what it looks like when three bulls are fighting over uh, the cow pasture That was what this was and it you would think it'd be a cluster It was not cluster is just the the word of the day might even be the name of today's thing Um, In the end, Samoa Joe gets the win, so now he's the Ring of Honor television champ, and he's the TNT champion in AEW, which, in a way, is like the television championship. Uh, I don't have a problem with Joe being champion. Um, I like Wardlow a lot. Hobbs is another guy going forward that could take over the spots that these two currently hold. You know, showing their versatility, showing their athleticism. This was a pretty decent match. I mean, Wardlow had the match pretty much won when he did his powerbomb symphony, but then Samoa Joe found the TNT title belt and uh, used it to win. It's, uh, it's not about the most dominant performances. Who gets their hand raised at the end? So good for Samoa Joe. There was a no-DQ, no-countout match with Sting and Darby Allin as they took on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And from a little bit of a spoiler alert, apparently Jeff Jarrett is going to stick around for a little bit as he was also on this week's show. Um, if we're going to get Sting versus Jeff Jarrett somewhere down the road, I'm for that. Other than that, I don't know why Jeff Jarrett's here. I like Jeff Jarrett, and he can still perform a little bit, but unless we're eventually going to get that matchup, I just uh, don't really know what we're doing with that. But uh, Sting and Darby Allen do defeat Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. But, uh, you know, we'll see what they do with that. For the, I'm dropping the term because they dropped it this week for the AEW World Women's Championship. Because after the result of this on this week's AEW, spoiler alert, we may get more into it this week too. They said that Thunder Rosa has relinquished the title belt. I think she's still injured. And uh, that Tony Storm's reign will not be an interim rain, it will be an officially recognized rain. so uh, congratulations to her on that and then this match was one of my favorite on the card not just because I'm a big fan of both Storm and Jamie Hayter but I felt like something that needed to happen a long time ago finally took place I mean they beat the holy crap out of each other just uh, just an exceptional, exceptional uh, match. I, I gave it possibly one of the best matches on the card. But in the end, your new world women's champion, Jamie Hayter. Fantastic. belt looks good on you, champ. Uh, these two should face off again. Toni Storm is, is just, it's crazy to call her a veteran, but she's been wrestling for a long time. Hater has as well. This was just a really, really good showcase of the depth and the overall ability and skills of the women's division AEW. They have one of the best all-around women's divisions right now. And this was fantastic. For the AEW Tag Team Championship you get the Acclaimed versus Swerve and Our Glory. We kind of knew what going to happen here. The Acclaimed win. Uh, Swerve and Our Glory at some point will break up, I think. And I think Keith Lee goes back to WWE. I stick by that. And I will keep saying that each and every week. Good for the Acclaimed. They get a, um, they, uh, they get a good victory. And their title reign has been uh, a pretty good one so far. Let's see what they do after that. And then we get to the world title match. And by far, this was the best match. Uh, they saved the best for last. As John Moxley defended the AEW World Championship against MJF, who cast in his poker chip from his uh, weird victory at, what, All-In? Or I forgot which pay-per-view it was. Um... John Moxley, arguably one of the best wrestlers on the planet, um, best performers. He's got that brutal style. He just doesn't give a crap. He, he does really well. He's like a more brutal CM Punk back in the day. But uh, he defended against MJF, who, like I said, is one of those potential building block cornerstones. Seems like they're kind of turning him into a face a little bit, too. The crowd is starting to like him a little more. But we will see where that goes. but these two unleashed absolute Hades on each other. And in the end. And in the end, it's your new, you get two new champions, your new world champion, MJF as he defeats John Moxley. Um, the fun thing is MJF is only 26 years old. There is, uh, so much room for so much more in his career. He's already world champ. Um, we'll see what happens at that point. The crowd really loved it. And MJF is really starting to come into his own to understand what he needs to do. As, um... As a pro wrestler and performer, he has really figured it out. Um, we would talk some impact wrestling, but um, a lot of the things that happened just fed into um, just fed into the pay per view that I talked about last week. So we will talk more of theirs. Um, well, alright, I'll say this. Uh, Black Taru took on PJ Black in part of the tournament. Uh, we know that Black Taru won to go to the finals against Trey Miguel, who won to win the X Division title at the pay-per-view. Got to see the Motor City Machine Guns versus the Bullet Club versus Aussie Open. I think Aussie Open is going to be really, really good for Impact Wrestling. I keep saying that. A change of pace tag team to help build that division. You lose, you lose to Good Brothers. You get Aussie Open, a little bit different mentality, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Bullet Club won that match. Uh, and Shara and Singh were in that match as well. That's that's an interesting tag team. Um, and then the main event, Sammy Callahan versus Eric Young. Wow, the amount of blood that was in the ring by the end of this one. And uh, we'll see where things go from there because... Wow, like I said, wow, there's a lot of blood. Uh, Let's finish up with some New Japan, as New Japan last week showed us El Phantasmo versus Shingo Takaji. It was a really good match. El Phantasmo gets this reputation as this kind of lazy hanger-on, and he's not. He's actually quite skilled. Quite skilled. Uh, But in the end, Shingo Takaji, who is... It's unbelievable. That dude is a little horse, As he just powers his way through. Uh, he wins that one. We got to see Juice Robinson and Jay White take on Eddie Kingston and Kazuchika Okada. This is a, <laughs> this is a fun match. You get the two bullet clubbers against Okada and Kingston. Kingston never backing down from a fight. Uh, in the end, Jay White gets the win over Kingston, which makes some sense. But uh, great showing for Eddie in some of his New Japan bookings. And uh, I would like to see Juice and Okada mix it up a little bit. We've seen Jay White and Okada. We've seen, uh, I mean, even Kingston and Juice would be pretty good. Juice Robinson, of course, the other half of Tony Storm. Um, So could we see him in AEW? We've seen him a couple times. Maybe we see him again. But either way. What a great week of action. There's tons coming up. PFL is tonight, but that's going to do it for another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch wrestling, go watch fighting, go watch the PFL.